You're listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. So Rice Creek is really interesting. So way back in the 1800s, it was a rice and indigo plantation. And they would set, they flattened out the area and made these levees um, so that they could flood and and unflood the, the areas. So you're walking around about a two and a half mile figure eight around all these levees. Um, and then there's bridges around them and whatnot. Um, and so it's, it's really pretty. It's just a very unique ecosystem. We have. Uh... That was Abraham Christian, a volunteer and section leader with the Florida Trail Association. Abe reached out to me after coming across a podcast, and I'm so glad we connected. Abe's love and enthusiasm for the Florida Trail comes through loud and clear in this episode as he shares how he came across the Florida Trail initially and how he eventually became a volunteer and section leader for the Rice Creek and Etaniah sections of the Black Bear chapter of the Florida Trail Association. A dedicated trail worker, Abe talks about the projects he's worked on the last year, including cleanup from Hurricane Irma, and how to get involved with the Florida Trail Association as a volunteer yourself. Links to where to connect with him and the Florida Trail Association are on the show notes for this episode at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com. Thank you to everyone who's left a rating and review for the podcast so far. It is very much appreciated. I've been delighted in the reception for the podcast, and I hope you will consider telling your fellow hikers about the podcast so they can get to know the Florida Trail, too. You can reach me at orangeblazepodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at orangeblazepodcast. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Well, yeah, first, I guess, thanks for um, reaching out to me and wanting to come on the podcast. Um, I've haven't had too many people reach out to me yet because it's such a new uh, new thing going on, but I hope more people are inclined sure. to uh, to want to join in. And plus, I'm excited that you reached out because um, I, I want those voices from the Florida Trail Association, volunteers, all of those people in too, so... And I wasn't um, even thinking about me doing the podcast to begin with. I was more <laughs> thinking, like, I knew all these great people that'd be perfect for the podcast. Well, so yeah, really pass them my way because, you know, I, I don't know everybody, so right? send them my way. Well, I'll definitely help you with that. I'll be doing lots of different trail work coming up, so everybody will be hearing about it. Good. Well, hey, how did you find the podcast? Just searching for it or um, someone pass along? Yeah, I, I use a, uh, a podcast app called uh, uh, – caster it's on my android device it's just a little app mm-hmm. i paid for like two dollars and it and it can search for all kinds of different podcasts out there and so you can uh, you can just search for like themes and i was actually it was something i was wanting to look into doing myself of creating an, a podcast to boast all these really great people out there that are are getting a little older and i wanted to try to mem- you know get their memories locked in somewhere and so the first thing I want to do is make sure there's no competition out there. So, and I found, and I found you and I was like, oh, she's doing it already. Awesome. So, Well, that doesn't mean you can't keep collecting their stories. I mean, sure. there's always going to be different people that you're going to know that I'm not going to know or people that aren't going to want to be on a podcast either. So, makes sense. Yeah. So, well, okay. So I guess first, I mean, do you want to introduce yourself yeah. um, and who you are and how you came to the Florida trail and backpacking okay. and stuff? Well, sure. Sure. So uh, I'm, I'm Abraham Christian. Um, I've lived in Florida for, uh, goodness, like 28 years now. Basically moved here when I was what, eight, eight or nine. We were mm-hmm. really young and I did Boy Scouts for a really long time uh, while I was going through uh, middle school and high school and whatnot. And uh, so I did a lot of hiking and I did a bunch of uh, backpacking then just as a kid doing Boy Scouts. Um, I never came across the Florida Trail in all that time. Uh, it took me going through my 20 years in the corporate world. And just being stuck in an office all the time and thinking about being able to get out there and hike every day and do what I want to do. 
Right. And so after, after I retired early about three years ago or so, um, that's what I did. I just, I went out and just, I, I kept going outside farther and farther from Gainesville and just doing every hiking trail out there mm-hmm. and just trying to do like basically full day hikes and, and every now and then a multi-day hike. And I was up in White Springs hiking uh, along the Suwannee River, which is just beautiful in that yeah. area. And I came across this sign. And I was like, oh, okay, it's a, it's had the Florida Trail emblem on it. And I was like, well, I wonder what that is. And I came across another one that said these trails are maintained by volunteers. I was like, that's super interesting. Yeah. So I had my smarty phone with me, and so I opened it up and, and and did some searching there, and basically just browsed the website, and I found they had opportunity for for volunteering on there. And and I'm a I'm kind of a shy introvert type of guy, um, so it was it was definitely out of my comfort zone going to something totally different and new. But uh, I figured it's. Uh, it was something kind of neat to do. They, uh, the first one that I went to was at the OHV. I think that's the off-road vehicle housing thing. I, I totally messed that acronym up. Yeah, I had to look that up because you put, mentioned that. I was like, OHV. Oh, it's like off-highway off, off highway vehicle. That's camping. it, off-way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it basically, it's it's a place where they store a bunch of vehicles right basically in the center of Ocala National Forest, maybe two miles from the 88 store. Very popular place. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh I went there and there were a few people hanging out behind the fence and basically just got to know everybody. And we and uh, started from there, just starting to try to do some trail work that way. But uh, yeah. And so know. wait, so go back a little bit. You yeah. retired early. How did, how did you decide well, to do that? And how is that working for you? Okay. Well, I, okay. So I'm, I'm kind of a weird guy and, and a little extreme. So uh, at 19, I had heart surgery oh, and, gosh. and it was one of those things of like, it, it requires a big event in your life to change everything. And so that was one of, that was my event at, at 19, I had endocorditis was an infection inside my heart and pieces mm-hmm. were breaking off and going to my lung. So they took out my right lung and took out this big infection and almost died. So anyways, I realized life is pretty short and I didn't want to waste my life away in the normal rat race of nine to five. So I, I had to have a goal and my goal was to hit a certain net worth because I knew that my, my interest off of the, the net worth mm-hmm. and all my investments would pay all my bills. And I kind of had it all figured out because I'm an Excel guy. Everything <laughs> in my life is put on an Excel spreadsheet and it's all planned out all different contingencies. So I was working towards the goal of hitting that net worth to allow me to be able to stop having to work the rat race and kind of switch over to a nonprofit type of thing. So not only do, do I volunteer with the, the Florida trail, but I also volunteer with the horse protection association of Florida. Uh, we have a local garden here. I'd volunteered with that. Okay. Uh, Florida trail really is rose to the top is my, is my favorite thing. But ultimately once I hit that goal, I kind of realized I don't have to, to be doing a job. I didn't necessarily really like anymore. And it was really high, very high stress from my point of view. Um, and so uh, it allowed me to transition into kind of waking up and being able to do what I want every single morning. And that's, it, it was a little harder than I actually expected to, to deal with. Like you um, having the structure of a job to go to is really, yeah. really, it's really important to have that. So having, so it took me a, a little while to create the structure to make sure that I feel like I'm maximizing my day every day. And, too many days in a row playing video games just like <laughs> I felt totally worthless so right <laughs> getting out and, and doing work and then uh, and so n- so now I do kind of a couple of different things I, I buy houses and fix them up and sell them so that's kind of like my little side gig okay. um and then I'm day trading things like that and, and okay and I'm also just super frugal and, and minimalist too so I don't need a lot of money to be able to maintain my lifestyle right right so I guess from how that first time you went uh, and volunteered how long before you were like volunteering 
constantly, I guess, or or how often and did you join in with the Florida Trail Association? Great. Yeah. So uh, I think it was October, which was the first OHV event. And so it happened to be just right at the beginning of the season. And that's kind of how the seasons go yeah. with, uh, with volunteer work. Cause otherwise it's just so hot and muggy and the mosquitoes are so terrible. Um, so, so it's really October, November, December, and it kind of into January. So that, that first season, I went to every event for my chapter. My chapter is the Black Bear chapter. Um, I ended up picking that chapter, which is Ocala Forest, and you know, basically Ocala Forest, um, instead of the one that's closer to Gainesville, just because I felt like the Black Bear chapter had more opportunities to do more work. Okay. Um, and I really wanted that. I wanted to be able to maximize my time out on the trail, physically getting out there and, and having a good, awesome, hard days of work. Some of the other chapters, they're great, but uh, they, they had a tendency to, to be more activity driven. Okay. Uh, and that's just not, some, that's not necessarily a good fit for me um, to, to lead activity groups. I've done that in the past, but uh, I'm more excited about getting out there and seeing like a whole bunch of work in front of me. <laughs> and I'm super diligent and I love the, I love the seeing the really hard day of work and attacking it and getting through it and being like, I, I just got an awesome day's work and it makes me feel so good. So Black Bear offered a lot more of that. Just Ocala National Forest. And then you have the Juniper Wilderness. Mm-hmm. The, the wilderness, we're not allowed to use any, anything with a gear or a mechanism in it. Right. So um, it's really, it's loppers, it's swanee swing. Um, so we can't use chainsaws and things like that. I mean, you can use an ax and a, and a handsaw and things like right. that. So you have these little opportunities where, where it's a, a lot of work in those areas. And, uh, and so the black bear felt like it was the best one. Um, and I went to, they really have it pretty well structured. The, the black bear, uh, team le- mem- uh, leadership. So you, you've got a, basically a, a week on, and then you've got a week off, a week on a week off. And, uh, we do OHV a couple of times. Uh, we also go to a place called Alpine, which is closer to, to DeLand. Okay. Daily on Springs. Um, it's basically, it allows us to do the other side of the wilderness when we go there. It's right. also, uh, we do, uh, we do pancake breakfasts there, which are really pretty epic, real little <laughs> pancake place. So it's, it's like the end of the season, you know, you're getting pancakes. That's, that's the trail season's winding down. Right. Right. Um, so how did you decide to become a section leader or did someone bestow that on you or did you ask for it? Um, um I, I will boast. I didn't ask for it, but I, I am, I feel like I'm kind of a natural leader. I uh, try to lead by example and getting out there and attacking the day and trying to show other people to do that. Um, and so I, I feel like I kind of rose the top as, as the, the best one uh, for the, the opportunity rose. So what happened was uh, the previous team that was doing it, um, her name's Ella and her, and her team, they were getting a little older, which is what we're experiencing with a lot of the people in, on that are volunteers of Florida trail. Yeah, Right. So the, their, their group of about a dozen folks would go out every Tuesday and they oh, would wow. go out to Rice Creek or at Naya. And they were, they would, some of them would just do hiking and some of them would actually do some work. Um, and, and, and just as they were getting older, it was less and less of them that could do work. Um, and they did show interest. There's like a sub chapter of our chapter. They did show <laughs> some interest into, into not doing it anymore. Mm. Um, and, uh, the, the regional representative, Jeff Glem asked me if I would do it as well as Bill Taylor, who is, is our actual, uh, uh trail coordinator for our, our, our chapter. Um, they asked me to do it, and, and I, I showed some interest. It was just me at first, all by myself, maintaining the twenty miles. So that got a little overwhelming. But uh, as the months went by, and I and I would go out regularly and, and talk with other people that that did trail work, I started actually become, getting a team. Oh, good. Uh, and so I have I have a few team members, and it's great having them. Uh, the 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 
creamer, the crop with that is, is her name is, is uh, Margaret. She's Margaret the Hammer. <laughs> Tired Air Force. She's so tough and she's so awesome. Um, and it was just me and her. So it was, it was Margaret and Abe. So we called ourselves Team Maw. <laughs> so Team Maw would go out there and attack the trail um, basically once a week. We'd skip a week every now and then. Um, for the last last few years, give or take you know, weeks at a time where we'd skip. Like we, I, I actually haven't gone out for about three weeks because I just bought another house and I'm, I'm, I'm you know, working on it. Yeah. So, but for the most part, we go out once a week um, and we do everything from just general string trimming to, to seeing what kind of bridges need some issues to, uh, to seeing what chainsaw work we need to have done um, during the season where it starts picking it up. Uh, we have a couple other team members that come out each week with us. We have uh, Jonathan Nash. Uh, he's a great cook and he spends a lot of time helping to uh, cook on the, on the, the trail during the big events. And then we have uh, Bob Wright and Craig as well. So they've, they also come out um, r- right now they're out doing traveling around the world. But yeah. But for when the season does pick up, they're out there pretty regularly. So it's like the five of us attacking it. Uh, some of the some of the bigger things that we just did is so Rice Creek is is really to me the most prestigious part of my section of trail. <laughs> and there's there are oh my goodness forty five bridges that we have to maintain. And there's one part where there's uh, uh, over two thousand uh, feet of of raised right. Uh, during a, so basically it's, it's raised over the swamp. I don't know if yeah, you've seen it or not. That's really a gorgeous neat. one. Yes. Yeah. It's great. And so after this last hurricane that we just had, we had huge root balls and I, and I have some pictures of it on my website, these giant root balls that would fall over and it would just blow out the, the huge sections of the trail. Oh gosh. So we had over a third of that lar the, the 2000 plus feet that got just destroyed. So it was the five of us going out there and just slowly making it so you could actually see the, the uh, the path again, and then just rebuilding everything, and and it it goes kind of slow because those those uh, raw cut timbers are quite heavy, and it's mm-hmm. it seems like every single time we go out there, somebody slips and falls in the water, or there's something. So we're all trying to take our time to be real safe, but it's it's a tough working environment. Uh, for example, like I I just got my uh, B level chainsaw certification through the Forest Service in Florida Trail, and they're they're one of their biggest things is is having a really good escape route. Mm-hmm. And so if you're about to cut something, you want to make sure you can jump back. Well, right. Well, out right. there, what you're jumping into is the swamp. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's definitely some challenges that were out there. And it was really great having a full team around me maintaining uh, that area. So I got a couple of questions around that. Well, I guess first, like, so the, the team, um, okay, a little bounce back there again. Um, your team, is it comprised of people that are younger or are they all kind of in that retiree age? They are. So, uh, so in my, for team Maw, the, the, the five, six of us, um, it's, I'm, I'm by far the youngest. So I'm, I'm, I'll okay. be, uh, I'm, I'm just in my forties basically right now. Yeah. And, uh, most of them are in their sixties to seventies. Um, but they're all quite fit and they're, they're, they're doing fantastic. Uh, but I'm, I'm by far the, the youngest in respect to the, the rest of our chapter, which has, I would say about 40 are pretty consistently coming out and it's almost 200 that are part of the chapter, but 40 that we see give or take each season. Right. Um, I, there's a couple that are about my age that we have that I see regularly, but I'd say about 90% of them are in their mid sixties to, to right. late 70s in that in that realm that's pretty normal for the the, the volunteer work right now and i'm gonna, I'm gonna guess it's just because everybody younger probably has kids or they're working and they just don't have the time they can't take a tuesday off to go to go volunteer yeah. uh, 
and I'm just curious. I mean, you may not know about the other chapters. If there's any that have do have younger volunteers as more of their group, um, it, I, you know, that may not be the case. I mean, if they decide to volunteer on on weekends or or I don't know, I'm just trying to think. Like you said, to get the new yeah. blood in, it's 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 a hard. And it's something I've thought about a lot. So uh, I, I can answer the from a few different chapters that I've gone to, I've gone to chapter meetings, I've gone down to big Cypress and done volunteer work down there. That's kind of the norm is that most of them are in that, that later stage in life and they've retired from that traditional work until about 60 and then retire. Mm -hmm. And then they go off and do that. So um, there, there are some other folks that, uh, that live for just traveling the world and doing trail work. So we do have a couple folks that, that, that I see during the season that are about my age that are kind of in a similar situation. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to like, we need to put a committee together to figure out <laughs> how we're going to get more young folks part of the, the trail. And, and uh, I would love to figure that out. I mean, being here at University of Florida, if I knew it would work, I'd set up a table out in the, one of the lawns out in the University of Florida just to boast it. But uh, Well, I, I mean, know, there's probably not a lot of, of students who, don't, who even know it's the trail's there, that they can even go hike on the weekends. It's right there. I, I totally agree. Yeah. And we do, we do get some people on the weekends. It's uh, our, our chapter chair, Ed, he's awesome. The hiker, Ed, he, uh, he did a last season. Uh, he did a thing where it was a, a hot dog event on a Saturday. So that would get people to come out and then they get some food and we could boast it. And then if they wanted to work on Sunday, they could, but we knew kind of that they were, they wouldn't be able to make it again on Monday just because they have to go back to work. But that did create a little bit of awareness. Uh, we use a program called Meetup. I'm, I'm sure you're mm -hmm. familiar with that. And that's really been a great tool, too. So it's like a social media for setting mm -hmm. up things to go do stuff. Um, and that seems like that's created some some people for us as well here and there. Um, how to get these people to be uh, sticky. So, like, they, they come back and right. they keep coming back, too. So yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to throw them in the deep end and give them like Reich's Creek right away and scare them away. But they really go in the can swamp. Yeah, just going slow with it at first. That, that's found. That's that seems to get people more interested in just sort of right. easing their way into it. Um, so my other question is: You mentioned having to clean up and fix all the the, the boardwalk after uh, Irma. Like, how soon after Irma were you out there? And like, how long did it take you to to get that ready for trail season? Uh, I think the count was, is it was 380 hours of work. It ended up being amongst all the different team members oh and counting goodness. all their hours. It was about 380 hours. Um, we, the week after, um, I, I remember I was just recovering because of just dealing with my land and, mm -hmm. and houses and whatnot and just recovering. But it was within two weeks we were out there starting to work on it already. Uh, I remember we were, uh, we were prompted by somebody that went hiking through there after it was two months afterwards and we had, it's one of those things if you're, you're just taking the chainsaw and trying to work your way through all the damage. So right. you, you only make yourself a you know, hundred feet at a time, mm -hmm. hundred feet at a day kind of thing. So we did after two months, we were prompted that, you know, it's been two months and you guys haven't got it all cleared <laughs> yet. So I, I remember that. Um, it, but in all, it was about three to four months. Um, okay. And it, and it was pretty much our section was back to a hundred percent. Okay. Well, that person may need to come volunteer to help you guys clear that path. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's great. And there were so many other areas that needed help. And, and uh, we, we did have a, the, the Florida trail association did get some money to be able to afford a, a hot shot team. They called it. And the hot shot team was like these awesome folks with, with their chainsaw from, from out West. And this is what they do for a living. And they basically lived on the trail with all their equipment, just moving to the next spot, moving next spot. So uh, 
they did offer to help us in, in our section and they, and I let them into certain parts, but I wanted to be able to boast that we did it all at Rice Creek. So I, I left Rice Creek for me and my team. Uh, okay. They did go into Etnaya a little bit because, well, I, I'm even, I'm a B-level Sawyer. And so you have, you have A-level, which is apprentice, B-level, you can then be out there with another B and you could be out there with an A. Um, and then C is like the top level. So a, a B-level, and I've got a pretty good amount of hours of chainsaw over the last few years and I'm feeling really comfortable. I can, I can anticipate where the stuff's going to fall. But what you start getting in Etnaya is it's so dense with forest. You start getting like crisscrossing of the trees. Right. It's, it's a little more difficult to anticipate where you, if you cut this one, where it's going to fall. So I did leave the hot shots that are really good at that to kind of handle the really big jumbles. Okay. Uh, but luckily they were there to be able to help us with a lot of stuff, except for the, the in respect to my chapter, except for the wilderness, because you can't take a chainsaw through there. Right. So. Right. So what, since maybe you want to talk about your section a little bit, like the history, yeah. if you know much about the history of Rice Creek and Etnaya, and, you know, a little bit, we've talked a little bit about it being swampy, but yeah. Um, yeah, the geography of it too. So Rice Creek is really interesting. So way back in the 1800s, it was a rice and indigo plantation and they would set, they flattened out the area and made these levees. Um, so that they could flood and un and mm-hmm. unflood the, the areas. So you're walking around about a, two and a half mile figure eight around all these levees. Um, and then there's bridges around them and whatnot. Um, and so it's, it's really pretty. It's just a very unique ecosystem. We have uh, beautiful alligators out there. I came across a couple of otters before. Nice. So cool coming across an otter. Um, plenty of birds. We have the fourth or fifth, don't quote me on that, fourth or fifth largest uh, cypress, cypress out there. Uh-huh. It's giant. It's a giant thing. It's one of those things where you, you see it, you see it's big, but if yeah. you go out there, you realize really yeah. that thing is. <laughs> it's like the top had gotten cut off. Um, and uh, so we have Rice Creek uh, and then uh, uh, we have uh, Etnaya. So north of that is Etnaya. And it's, when I first started looking at it, it looked like it was, you would look at the word, it looks like Atonia. And that's and what so I've every, always called it. Yeah, and that's what everybody says. Everybody says Etonia, and it's like, finally, Ella, the previous person, she was kept saying Etnaya. I was like, what is this Etnaya you're talking about? And she's like, oh, that's actually how you pronounce it. So Etnaya is a, is a state forest. There's a, it requires a lot less work compared to Rice Creek because you, the Forest Service is right there, and they help with some of the trails. Um, and uh, so it, it's, it doesn't feel like as much work. It's not as much water. Some of the trails are as wide as eight feet yeah, in that area right. so that they can actually take like the, I guess, vehicles through it and whatnot. So mm-hmm. we, we find that we do, I would say, a, a quarter of the time is spent at, at, at Naya compared to Rice Creek. Um, uh, we do have, I, I think there's only like four or five shelters in all of the yeah, trail. And I have two, right two there. of them on my <laughs> section. So it's pretty, we've got the Rice Creek Hilton, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then we have the, the, uh, uh, the Iron Bridge Shelter. Which is mm-hmm. uh, which is also quite nice, and so it's it's those are kind of a cool place to be able to stop out. Uh, Rice Creek actually has a, a pitcher pump there, which is nice too. So it's that really offers a good option. And uh, was there any damage to those shelters for Irma? Oh, so uh, I on my on the website uh, y- you can see a, a picture of we had a huge tree at Etnaya Ironbridge Shelter, huge tree fall right in mm. front of it. We were so lucky that it didn't fall like two feet to the right. Yeah. It would just destroy the shelter. Luckily, all it did is kind of rip off the front awning and, and damage a little bit of the, the metal shingles. So we, we got some pictures of Jeff and I out there uh, chopping up the, the wood and, and rebuilding the, the, the shelter there. That was 
that, uh, that was slightly destroyed. So we were really lucky there. Uh, Rice Creek, we don't have much of an issue. The biggest issue I have really with Rice Creek, separate from like hurricane and weather, is we do get a, it gets a lot of traffic. So, so we do have, unfortunately, people kind of leave their remnants that they were there. Right. It was more of like a leave no trace kind of thing. So we do have that sort of leaving remnants. It's not too bad. I have had a couple of squatters over the years, mm. but as long as me or one of my team members go out there and just check to see how the place is looking, it's never been much of an issue if we we go and like, hey, how long you been here? And yeah. It's nice. <laughs> the, the next time we come back, they're not there again. Okay. So. So yeah, they know, at least they know that someone's coming to check and make sure that's not happening. Yeah. We did some modifications at the Rice Creek Hilton not too long ago. So the floor was starting to flood. There's a, like a picnic table and, a, and, a, and a, a dirt floor. We ended up changing it out and putting cleavers in down below. So oh, okay. it offers a little bit of more issue, or not, not as bad for flooding in the, the Rice Creek Hilton now. Right, right. Um, so in your, in your email, when you were telling me about who you were a little bit, um, you say you want to be the greatest trail worker the Florida National Scenic Trails ever had. So can you, why, why is that your goal? Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. First, somebody that has to say that they're great probably isn't so great. So <laughs> just, just saying it like that is kind of egotistical, I guess. But at the end of the day, I, I'm a really big believer of lists and goals. And so if, if you, even if your goal is extreme, which I've had big goals and I've attacked them and I've, and I've hit them. So I really feel you should have really, really big goals in life. Um, and that way you're, and you're always pushing towards trying to get that goal. Um, so w- what I'm really feeling is, is I, I, I want to strive to be as hard a worker as, as all these other awesome hard workers I see out there, like Bill Taylor and, and Carl Rodkey and, and some of these really awesome, just, just motivational, like hard workers that, that I just want to make them proud. So that's kind of where my, my mindset with it is of wanting to try to be the greatest out there. Um, it's also just, it, it goes back to, I was, uh, I was hiking out there at the Swanee and I came across the Florida trail sign and I didn't know about it. So there's a huge opportunity for other people to know about it. So, so there's really kind of like two things there. I, I want to be the greatest as I want to, I, I love the idea of getting the, the John Weary trail award. That's great. And when I'm out there and I'm, and these people are a little overwhelmed with these, this volunteer work that they're about to do that day. Well, I'm out there working just as hard as they are and to show them that they could do it. So it's just trying to lead by example and work really right. hard. Um, and it's having a goal in life too. Cause you know, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to be the face of Florida trail necessarily, but it's, it's showing that a hard day's work is really good for you. And, 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 uh, and having a goal of trying to be something that's, that's, that's great is, is, is I feel is important. I mean, I, I, it, it gives me something to, I love waking up early. I wake up at four 30 in the morning. Today I slept until six. So I got a little fun with it, but, but like, I, 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 it's, it's, I'm really motivated to wake up early. What can I do today to help my friends? What can I do to be to do today to, to help the Florida trail. And so just having something to really like wake up for and be excited about is really important to me. It was, it was too long that I was kind of caught in the, the corporate world of, of trying to get the next goals and things like that and, and make more money. And it, it's allowed me to kind of shift my focus to being something more that's, that's, uh, that matches my skill sets. Like I'm, I'm very diligent. I love hard work. Um, and, and I, and I, I just, I, I love, your passion is what you don't mind suffering for. Right. So, so that's, that's kind of what it is. I, I, I really found that the Florida trail and what it embodies of just being outside a group of people that are passionate about a long walking uh, uh, area and, and just trying to be part of that and trying to be trying to help all of them just be better. So it's, 
Yeah, I, I, I said that and boasted that in that in that article. <laughs> and I wish I could. And, and as time goes on, I've been articulating it more and more. But I, I think it's going to it's going to take me t- 10, 20 years to be yeah. able to really answer that perfectly. But w- whatever I can do to just make it great and to help other people try to to find out what it's like being outdoors and experience it. Well, and like you said, I mean, you're not necessarily going to be the face of the Florida trail because it's, you know, a community of different people, but in 30 years, people may be looking back and going, look at what, you know, Abe did and um, how can we aspire to be, you know, yeah. be and Abe. So, and that's a really great example. Exactly. Right, right. If I can be inspiration, that that's fine with me. I, I don't mind. And that just, that's fuel to the fire. If I can be even that, be that way. Yeah. Um, and you also you know, made a statement about wanting to be as the, the trail to be as popular as the Appalachian trail. And I guess I have, pros and cons of, of that thought process because, you know, as you're see, seeing the ATs becoming super crowded and they're really pro, pro being yeah. proponents of um, alternate kind of through hikes. But I guess in your perspective from being, you know, you know, a hiker of the Florida trail and um, a volunteer and how, how can we do that, but do it in a sustainable way to make it. The- well, you know, that's a, that's a great question. And, in a way. and it's, I, it's discussions that that is going to that is going to help us figure that out. Uh, I've got a chance to hike parts of the AT, and I've I've got to experience exactly what you're talking about. The the path is not just a beautiful little meandering path; it's this wide thing that's very trampled in a lot of spots and a lot of garbage out there. Like in a lot of the sections that I've I hiked to the AT, I've experienced that, mm-hmm. and I, and I would feel terrible if the Florida Trail would get to that point where it's it's not as beautiful as as it was. You know, it's a, uh, I feel we have some, some growth to go just to create more awareness, to create more income for us, to be able to get more money right, to be able yeah, to just be right. bigger. So I think we could be bigger, but how do we, how do we pump the brakes to keep us from getting too big? And I'm not sure about that. Like, I, I think that we, the AT, I think has more opportunities of the year to hike it. Whereas you have a less of a hiking time with the Florida trail. So maybe they would offer a little less hiking. Um, I would, it would be a, to me right now, not knowing the repercussions of it, it would be really cool to, to be able to be that popular as the AT right now. You're, you're right. Like it, it would also, and then we might having some other issues where it's like, then it's, it's getting destroyed. We're scaring wildlife off and things like that. Right. Um, but it, I don't think that we should stop moving in that direction of right. trying to get it a little bit more popular though. Of course. Of course. Like, no, uh, I, I'm with you. I'm like, you know, if we can get, 500 people out there. I don't know. Maybe that's too many. I don't know. Um, but yeah, just getting those numbers raised, but not, you know, I like the idea of having those, the through hikers out there, but just Floridians themselves don't know that the trails are like you said, you know, putting that booth up at the, at the university and just getting to know, letting the college students know that, Hey, there's a trail that's you know 30 minutes away from you. Um, go get on it right. <laughs> for, a, for a day hike or a section hike for the weekend or whatnot. So and it's a great way to clear the mind and just get out there and, and have some fun and and, uh, and have a nice time. I mean, it, you don't even have to be on the Florida National Scenic Trail. Just get out and hike. I mean, it's, right, it's right. so There's cool to get out there. So many different trails in Florida, too. So um, so say someone wants to volunteer. Um, what goes into that other than, you know, coming to an event? Um, you've talked about different trainings for um, chainsaws and sawyering and things like that. Yeah. But um, is there any you know, kind of requirements, hours or, you know. Well, uh, once you've done, I think it's 10 hours, you get your first patch. It says, I volunteer with the Florida Trail. And you can easily do that, you know, just coming out for a day or two. Uh, so if, if 
say this is the first time someone is even hearing about the Florida Trail right now. Mm-hmm. So the, the first thing I would do is I would go to floridatrail.org and take a look at the website. Um, and in there, under the different categories in the menu, you have a, a there's volunteer options in there. And it'll actually show you all the different volunteer options um, that are available. Most of those are starting in the October time. Um, and and I would encourage somebody to 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 sign up for one of those and, and to come out. You don't have to sign up for the whole time. Uh, you can just come out for a day and just visit us. Um, uh, it, if you, it's for qualifications, I would, I would definitely be able to walk a, about three to five miles a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you, you gotta be able to walk a little bit. I think everybody out there could do that though. Um, and then the, the work involved, the, the entry level work is really, uh, loppers, um, uh, handsaw, Mm-hmm. And, and, and one of the biggest helps is something called swapping, where the people that are there lopping and chainsawing, we got some other people that are picking the debris off and getting it well off the trail. And right. So those are all really helped. Let's say someone else doesn't want, they, 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 they can't sweat, or they don't want to go out there and sweat. They don't want to get dirty, but they still want to help with the Florida Trail. So we do sometimes need infrastructure with uh, cooking, um, mm-hmm. breaking down and setting up camp. Um, uh, prospecting for what issues are in different sections. Um, uh, like, you know, someone, if someone wants to hike Rice Creek and Etna and send me an email about the trees are down, I'll never give them a hard time. It'll be awesome. Like just getting feedback of like w- what issues are, are happening. Cause it's, it's hard for me and my team to hike at all right before the season. So that's, that's also a, a, a helpful thing to do. Right. Uh, okay. But you're getting out there and trying it. Like it's, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. That's how you grow. You know, that's uh, right. That's how you, you know, yeah, I think one of the things that I didn't uh, realize how much it was involved, especially when I was on the AT and we would come across these trail crews and, you know, it's probably different there because they're doing a lot of rock work and realigning trails and stairs mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And, you know, they're out there, you know, in the hundred mile wilderness and it's like remote stuff. So yeah. um, just knowing and appreciating all that the volunteers do for the trail and um, not taking that for granted is something I think people should uh, hikers should definitely think about. <laughs> yeah. And, and nobody ever gives anybody a hard time. Let, let's say you came out there and you just clip one branch. No one's going to give you a hard time that you didn't do enough. We're trying to create a team and it's, it's trying to create a, a team atmosphere. So you, you have all different skill levels. So no one should really feel bad about what they just can't do enough out there. You know, it's, just a little bit of help makes such a big difference because right. there's a lot of a lot of stuff to be done out there. Um, not being afraid to get your feet wet every now and then too. Yes. Also <laughs> there are parts that still need punchins and bridges. So. Yeah. Well, okay. So bring that, bringing that to, you said you're going to start a, actually, is it a part-time or full-time job with the Florida Trail Association? Uh, so I, I'm just, it's a, it's a short, a small amount of hours that I have set aside for, for being able to, to do a project that's coming up. Um, I still do a lot of volunteer work with, with the Florida trail, but there's a specific project that needed to get done. The Western corridor of in the Ocala national forest, mm-hmm. we have um, it's about a little more than 8,000 footboards mm-hmm. of, 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 of bridges and punchins and whatnot that need to be replaced. It's all these uh, uh, four by six, 12 foot rock cut timbers and giant eight by eight uh, base pieces. And so, the, the logistics with with planning where everything goes and we're going to have probably at this point I'm anticipating the largest volunteer work party oh good WPs the largest volunteer work party 
that the Florida Trail has ever had is going to be this event. We're expecting a, a good 40 people over the course of two weeks oh, that's wow. doing this event. Um, it's going to be, it's 800 four by sixes and then 220 of those eight by eight base pieces. So it's, it's a lot of lumber that's quite heavy um, that we're going to have to bring it in, uh, take out the old stuff, which is the, the old stuff is, is basically dissolving at this point. So okay. now it's just, you have just the, the, the top of the nail, these giant timber spikes that are exposed. Mm-hmm. So it's causing like trip hazards and they're slippery. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's going to yeah. be uh, basically a lot of work. It's, it's the, the Going and prospecting, seeing what needs to be replaced, um, and then uh, the planning on how, where I put everything each day, who's going to be on stuff. I'm going to have to break it up a couple of teams. So my project management, and my Lean Six Sigma ability, uh, skill sets kind of kind of help with getting all that planning. And I've done most of that planning already. But uh, we have uh, uh, there's two other little caveats with it. There's an area called Hole Creek um, that's that's in that area, and Hole Creek has gotten to the point where it's it's totally flooded out. Uh, and so we've, we've created a little d- uh, diversion around whole Creek. So we're going to have to reroute the, the trail and put some punch in there. Uh, we have just coming up at the, the beginning of next month, we're doing an archeological dig out. In whole yeah. Creek. Yeah. You've mentioned so, that. This is pretty neat. So we're, uh, we have, uh, I, I forget the person's name from the forest service. It's coming out to make mm-hmm. sure that what we're digging into is not going to impact any kind of like old Indian site or something like that. So right. that's kind of, a couple of my team members are, are going out there part of team Maw and, uh, <laughs> We're going to, and then Jeff's coming out as well, our, our, uh, our regional uh, manager. And so we're going to be doing a day's worth of digging and, and, and investigating in whole Creek. So that should be pretty exciting. Good. And, uh, so all the, these places you're replacing, they're all scattered up against that Western corridor. They're not all like bunched that, together. That would be awesome if they were, they were closer together. They're, they're the, the densest part of it is over a course of about a six mile area. Um, the whole whole western quarter is about eleven miles from the eighty eight store to whole uh, to uh, newbie's corner that that area okay. um, but t- there's a couple of spots there really around whole creek that's that's gonna be the most densest uh, the longest one is uh, uh, twelve hundred feet uh, of 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 punching that we have to to replace past that it's a bunch of hundred here hundred here we might combine parts of it just to make it be more continuous uh, but uh, the, some of the harder things that are going to be dealing with is it's we're having such a wet season right now that it's going to be it's going to be tough getting yeah. the lumber as close as possible because these this lumber is so heavy that a vehicle can't get it back to there even on some of these forest roads it'll end up getting stuck really quickly mm-hmm. so that that really is the biggest uh, opportunity uh, is is trying to get the lumber to it in an efficient manner, and so I've brainstormed with other people that have done these sort of events in the past, using things like uh, wagons or candy coms or something like that. But some of those are going to be difficult because a lot of tight corners. At this point, I'm feeling it's really just going to be one person on the front of the board, another person <laughs> in the back of the board. You're t- you're taking stuff out, you're bringing stuff in, and it's it's going to have to be kind of like a, a diligent. Hard right. work like that. Like, I, I wish there was like some sort of tools that we could use, helicopter to bring it in, you know. But we don't have that kind of money. Right, <laughs> right. I was going to mention that. I was like, helicopter would be great, but then it, yeah, the cost came into head. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> we are we are held to the the cost side of things with with those sort of things. Right. The Forest Service is being really generous. It's part of an REI grant. Oh, nice. Um, that uh, our president Leslie Wheeler really was instrumental in getting, um, and then so that that allow us to have some funds through that um, to be able to afford to change out the western quarter. Before this happened, there were oh, no. talks of of 
getting rid of the Western quarter. And, and just, it, it was just, it was so overwhelming the amount of work. So we really just needed help. And so that's where they, they got it approved to put somebody actually hundred percent in charge of it, me. And then, uh, and then to get the money, be able to, to have the infrastructure and the lumber and all that kind of stuff for, for changing it out. So hopefully I'll make my chapter in the Florida trail really proud. Right. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want the Western corridor to go away. I kind of like yeah. the unique, uh, the unique options for people. I agree. So. I agree. And it, it, they would never let it get to that, but it was just one of those things. If we would go to a chapter meeting and, and my chapter would talk about like, it's, it's too much work for us. It was just too much work for our chapter. So we were just, right. we were, we were talking about trying to get one of the other chapters taken over. It was just one of those things of like hints of what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Right, right. And I think that created the, okay, we got to get something done about this kind of thing. Um, so go back to a couple things about yeah. volunteering. Um, well, you mentioned you got the uh, John Weary Trail Worker Award. Can you talk about that and um, what it involved in receiving that or someone nominate yeah. you? It was it was totally a surprise to me. I wasn't expecting it at all. I just got an, inv- an invite to come to one of the, the chapter council meetings and board meetings. And I've been trying to go to those just to get more higher level experience with, with administrative stuff. Um, so I got the invite to go. And... Uh, and apparently I was nominated by multiple people for this award. So it's, there were uh, two people that are awarded. Uh, it was me. And then Linda Taylor was also awarded as well. She's in my chapter as well. Um, it, it's really just because uh, our, uh, our, just our commitment. I, I, I suppose it was our commitment and our, <laughs> and our hard work our lots of hours. We put it, it things like there's so many other people out there that, that also put in lots of hard work, right. and lots of hours and whatnot. So I, it might be just because of my short time with being it, maybe it's one of their strategies to get younger people in there too. Right. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I ended up getting a, a coffee mug with, uh, with it, with my name embroidered on it and the, and the John Weary. And then uh, ooh, I actually happen to have it. And then I got a, a notebook as well, which is pretty Oh, nice. Cool. Right. So that's pretty neat. So, Very nice. so it was really nice. You know, I, I don't need things and, 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 and I really appreciate the recognition. It's really, really cool. And, and it's, it's just, it's really, it was just an honor to, to be able to, get up there and shake Leslie Wheeler's hand. And uh, right. to, to me, you know, maybe it did what they wanted. It, 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 it made me want to be even more so maybe wanted to take it to the next level. And before, right. before I got this, I really wasn't thinking about doing the, the board of directors. And so now I'm, uh, I'm queuing myself up to, to getting into the board of directors at this point. Cause they made a, somebody made a big point of, of, of seeing that I, I want to try to be great. And, 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 and so they, they helped me with that. Right. Right. Well, and speaking of that, I mean, like mentoring, do you, you've been doing this for a few short years, but have you been had any chances to mentor other people yet or, and get them involved? Um, a a little bit there, there, I've, I've created a couple of friends via the, the Florida trail that I follow up with and try to encourage to keep coming out. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm, I know I'm going to bounce back to someone I mentioned before. My, my mentality is leading by example, just getting out there and working hard. So I, I hope my, the, everybody see, stands around and there's a job that needs to get done. I'm the guy that's going to jump out there and try to get that <laughs> job done. You know, I, 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 I like the challenge of it. So ho- hopefully just my personality is, right. is helps become a, a good mentor. Um, in, in outside of the Florida trail, I still have old employees that call me to ask for advice and things like that. So I, 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 I am, I, I find myself being a mentor and trying to help people out there and, and be a voice of, of, of my point of view, at least for different situations. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's definitely um, certain ter- personalities who are natural leaders and you definitely obviously 
exhumed that. So, <laughs> um, and some people are, are more of the take the back seat and help, but um, not necessarily want to lead. Lots, yeah, we need lots of people like that. I mean, there's right. we need people to help, and 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 I'm and I'm not the best leader in the world. I've I learned so much more. I mean, some. I, uh, Dale Carnegie, it's, uh, how to win friends and influence people. One of the best mm -hmm. books I've ever read. So I strongly recommend people to read that. If you want to become a, a, a better leader, it's really teaches you how to, to being a manager, you're managing agreements and then being right. a leader, you're not the guy sitting in the big chair yelling at people. No, you're out there in the front lines, bleeding more than any of them kind of thing. Like it's right. That's kind of the mentality of it. Um, do you want to talk about any other sections of the trail that you've hiked that you really, really love or that you have goals of, of hitting up soon? Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd love to hike all of the Florida trail ultimately eventually. And I'm doing it kind of in sections really to add on top of that. I want to hike all of the ECT, like Jupiter yeah, hikes. And that right, guy, yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I can, I can't do 40 to 50 mile days like him. He, he's just no, I can't uh, either. <laughs> I, I can, I can do 20 and I can do up to 25. I get a little bow-legged after 20, yeah. but I can, I can do 20 mile days pretty consistently. And, and that's, that's yeah. kind of my, that's good. That's good. There's, for my bill. Yeah. I, um, and, and I like doing multiple day hikes. I've done all of the cow national forest. Uh, I've done it a kind of a, a couple times at this point. Um, I've hiked up in a lot of the Suwannee river area. Um, my folks live up in Greenville, which is t towards Tallahassee area. And I've hiked out in that. Um, and I've done a good amount of big Cypress area really just because of the volunteer work parties. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think still my, like some of my favorite parts, it's, it's like big Cypress, big Cypress is like the, some of the most unique trail. Cause it just, it, it looks so interesting. You've got these like strange bromeliads growing on the trees mm -hmm. and, and you're, you're walking in like six inch deep water every now and then it'll get to maybe ankle to knee, depending on the, 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 how much rain. So, I mean, you're, you're wet the whole time. Um, but just the way that the terrain looks like you're walking in and out of these giant, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, the Cypress mounds. And mm -hmm. what I've learned is the, the hole is deeper, the bigger the trees are, you got more water, <laughs> yeah. so you know where your water is. Right. I never, when I first went out there, I was like, I'm going to have to worry about these giant snakes out there. Never saw any of that. Um, and, and as the years have gone by just over the years with seeing alligators, I'm actually really those are, I'm really low on my concern with alligators. Yeah. Alligators will keep their distance from you. They really don't feel challenged unless maybe they got their bunch of their babies right there, mm -hmm. which I've run into that where then they won't move. Um, but alligators are, I'm, I'm really not as concerned with them as all. And, and even bears, I've run into bears a few times now. And most of the time, all you see is the big brown bear butt running away. Yep. And <laughs> right. I, I don't really, I don't have much of an issue with those. I, I find uh, my, my bigger issues are really like water moccasins because yeah, can, you can disturb the startleness and snakes. Yeah, um, I know I digress slightly from your your asking. No, 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 that's, 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 that's trailers, but that's <laughs> kind of like those, those general things there. Like I would hate someone to be scared of. I don't want to go out and hike because I'm going to see alligators. Like they're just, they're not going to mess with you as long as you don't provoke them. If you get scared, see it and walk the other direction. Not, nothing's going to chase you. Uh, I, I would say the big cypress, though, but by far is the 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 best place to hike. It, it, wanting to you know, really experience a, a tough, a tough hiking trail. Cause it's, it's so wet. And then when you get to the dry areas, when we were doing our volunteer work party there, you'd get to the dry areas and then you'd see ticks just covering oh God, the ground, yeah. the ground <laughs> move with ticks. It was, it was just, it was really, I don't want to just scare people away, even though no. everything else is kind of scary about it, but it's just such a cool experience. Um, my second favorite, uh, obviously I, rice Creek and Ed and I are, 
the best. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, separate from those, I would say uh, White Springs area is yes. really pretty. I, I really like hiking along the side of the uh, the Swanee River. Just really pretty in that area. And, and I that one, uh, I think it's Stephen Foster, Foster. The, the park right there. That's just so pretty in that area. And, and uh, yeah, and if I were to move somewhere, it, it'd be towards that area at this yeah. point. Oh, it'd be yeah. And that's where I first ran into the Florida Trail. So it's kind of be just that, that euphoria of. This is where it all started, me and finding my new passion in life, you know? Well, I think you could probably talk even more about the Florida Trail, but maybe we should wrap up a little bit. If you want to um, share, you have a website, and um, I don't know if you have any social media accounts or anything like that. I, I but... I'll boast those. So so my website, website is ourtrail.work. Now, a lot of people don't realize that .work is, a, is a, an ability. So you got .com, .net, .org, and all those. So mine's actually .work. So it just makes it nice, nice and streamlined. OurTrail.work. And on there, it's got uh, uh, upcoming events for my team, Team Maw. It's got, uh, you can see a little on the little sidebar, it's got upcoming stuff. And then it's got uh, other uh, events that we had done and we've taken pictures and then boasted on there. Now, I'm not going to boast being the, the best with social media or the best with consistency on updating. It's really an opportunity for me. Um, and I, I would love, I need to do that more um, in respect to uh, other social media. I do have a Facebook, but I really don't use it too much. I think my wife does enough Facebook for the both of us. Um, but it's uh, my, uh, my, it's UFL dude uh, is my, when I just had that one for forever. Went to University of Florida and just always had UFO <laughs> dude. So my, I use I do some Twitter a little bit. I do both okay. some things on there, but it's really just like quote of the day kind of stuff, right? <laughs> but uh, okay. if anybody wants to get a hold of me, really, it's it's ourtrail.work. You can uh, there's a, a link on there to be able to send us messages, and that would be really where I, I would like to see that grow. And and anybody that wants to give me feedback on how they think the trail would look better in areas, just let me know through there. That'd be fine. Great, great. Um, I think people are going to be very interested to hear what you've said and maybe hopefully be more inspired this upcoming season to come out and um, do some trail work, hopefully. Yeah, hey, it'll change your life. Please come out. It's so much fun out there. It's really great. Um, great for just novices and, and challenge yourself. I mean, just, you know, everybody's sitting around. It's out of my comfort zone. It's I'm scared. I don't know what to expect. Those are the best moments in life if you can push through because at the end of the day, you're like, I did what I was scared to do and it was awesome. So I encourage everybody to do that. Right. Well, thank you again for reaching out and for sharing your story. And I hope, um, you know, please share with other volunteers, um, the website, the podcast, okay. let them tell them, email me. I and um, I definitely love to uh, talk to other people and get their stories because, you know, the more stories others hear, um, the more likely they're going to go out on the Florida trail. Well, cool. Well, hey, let me finish it up. I, I always feel like I had the radio voice. And I, when the first time I got a chance to do kind of a radio thing, I always wanted to do this. Okay. In a world, one man, one mission to be the greatest trail worker ever. <laughs> that's kind of what I want. <laughs> it's a similar radio voice out there. No, cool. that's great. That'll be a great for uh, for introducing, introducing the episode. Right. So. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, you, you were so cool to include me. This has been a great experience. Thank you so much. And, and uh, I look forward to you having other people in the future. And thanks. All right. Well, thank you and have a great day. You too. Bye now. Bye. bye.